Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35 and TikTok at AGSpartanFan35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into the 161st edition of the TFS Pod. Sad day. Football is over um, until the UFL starts in April. Um, no, we won't probably watch too much of that, but maybe if we get too bored. Um, but August, I guess, will be the next time we see um, the football we like on TV. So uh, it was a fun season. We'll talk more about it here um, later on. Um, but lots to discuss. As always, um, let's go to the podium. Um this happened last week. Trade deadline was last week for the NBA. We don't talk about the NBA. I want to talk about this because I think it's completely, it's blasphemy is what it is. The Detroit Pistons, worst team in the NBA, um, had like the longest streak of all time this season, losing streak of all time, and haven't fired their GM. Their owner hasn't said a word. Um, Tom Gores is named in their GM's Troy Weaver. And they let Troy Weaver make deals at the trade deadline. You were letting a lame duck GM decide the future of your team. He let go of draft. He, he got a bunch of second round picks. Second round picks in the NBA are nothing. They're like seventh round picks in the NFL draft. They're nothing. They one in ten pan out. It's ridiculous. Um, he traded away um, some players and didn't get really much for them. Um, and he cut his first first round draft pick, Killing Hayes. I remember sitting in my college house senior year. And the Pistons could have picked Killian Hayes or Tyrese Halliburton, and they picked Killian Hayes. What's Tyrese Halliburton doing now? He's an NBA All-Star. He's averaging 20-plus points a game. He's a stud for the Pacers. He was a stud for the Kings until they traded him. I, I have no words. And the Pistons are they're trash. A few years ago, I remember we had a podcast saying that we thought they had a bright future. It's kind of funny. They have the least bright future of any team in Detroit. By far. Terrible. By far. So today, anniversary-wise, a year ago marks uh, a year to the day since the sh- the mass shooting tragedy at Michigan State University. Um, you know, not so much sports-related, but my alma mater wanted to, you know, just kind of do some remembrance. Obviously, three students lost. There was a student that was paralyzed who – actually, James Harden, who, you know, speaking of the NBA – I did a really good thing in reaching out to him and kind of befriending him and whatever. Um, you know, I just, I still remember sitting there, we were in Holland at the condo when all this was going down and, you know, you're listening to police scanners and there was all this chatter on the radio and it felt like there was multiple people and they were running around campus and whatever. And it, it turned out to be, you know, bad enough as to what it was, you know, with uh, five or six wounded and the uh, three killed um, you know, and eventually the shooter, of course, as most do, cowardly, take their own life. Um, I just remember being on the edge of my seat thinking, this can't be happening at my alma mater. Like, you know, we walked on campus as a family recently, and, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful, serene place. And it's just a great reminder that tragedy happens and there's more important things than sports in the world. 
Uh, it also remembers, you know, it reminds you to keep things in perspective. And for those who want to mark it as an opportunity to politicize, no, um, it's not an opportunity to talk about gun control because guns don't kill people. People kill people. We have a people problem in this country and in this world. Um, I pray for this country and this world every day because we have about probably 50 to 55 percent of the population has lost its marbles. Um, it's it's a sad day. It's a little bit of a break from podium sports for me. We got plenty of sports to talk about today um, as football winds down, as Ryan said. But um, just wanted to mark mark that. It's been a year. Um, Chris mentioned it to me today. It's kind of hard to believe. It's, you know, it's quick. Quickly, it goes out of your mind. Ryan and I happened to be at the game last year um, right. when they were back. You know, a week or so later, played Indiana. Um, you know, lots of emotion in the building. It was kind of a dud start, and then Michigan State just you know Tyson Walker. I remember rescued the team, and and I believe Joey Hauser played really well mm-hmm. that game. And you know, it was a reminder how sports can heal. So um, you know, hopefully, it doesn't continue to take senseless tragedies like this to have sports heal. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to call attention to that and, and shout out those that, that we remember today for losing their lives in, in the line of fire when they were just going to class one night. Yep. Horrible tragedy. Um, prayers out to those families still going through that. Um, we're all with you. All right. Tee up. Um, you said, who are we going to tee up? I said instantly what the... This one's for you, Mona. Travis Kelsey, um, for many reasons, all season long, all, all of his antics. The Pfizer jabs, the Taylor Swift garbage, all that, all that aside. And it, and it came full circle um, at the beginning of the Chiefs-Niners game when he was physical with his coach. He bum-rushed his coach. Yeah, because well, he wasn't getting the ball. Let's put it this way. What would happen if you did that at your job? Fired. You'd Fired and probably arrested for assault. Probably right? never get another job. I guarantee you, I would have been walked out the door by Holland police if that happened to me at work. And yet, you know, because it's a big game and it's a football game and he's a key player, we just brush it off. Like, I don't even, I didn't even see Andy Reid make a reaction like he did earlier in the year. And that's sad. Like, that's that's sad because what standards do we set? You know how many people watch that game? Like, the, the kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is it? 155 million people or something worldwide, like that yeah. worldwide watch the game. You know, there's tons of kids running around watching that and emulating. And Travis Kelsey is freaking everywhere, as is Kermit a- the Frog, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes, who is a baller. Um, and so they see them on State Farm commercials and on, you know, what NFL net ticket you know, whatever, all the things that Kelsey's on, Schlepp and Pfizer, all these different things. And you're going to let him get away with that. And you're not going to call him out for that. And you're not going to penalize him for that. What message does that send to our youth? So how long until a high school player bum rushes his coach, maybe throws his helmet at him or at somebody else or whatever. People mimic their star, you know, their, their heroes, their quote heroes, the stars. He is no hero. He's a piece of garbage. Not only is he dating a piece of garbage, he is a human garbage can of a person himself for that behavior on worldwide TV, not just network TV, not Monday night football, worldwide (laughs) TV. He should be teed up, thrown away, locked up, whatever you want to say. I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm done with him. Yeah. Just unacceptable. Um, but here we are. Nothing. No one said anything about it after the fact. Awesome. 
All right, uh, let's get into uh, Around the World, uh, spot number one. Might be one of our last Around the Worlds for a little while because we won't yeah. have as many spots. Yeah, we could do, call it like the Final Four or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, no more football um, to discuss um, after this. So let's go college basketball as we have been for a long time um, since November in this spot. Um Let's go uh, Big Ten from last Tuesday, I guess, starting off. I think we were speaking in the middle of the Rutgers-Maryland game. Maryland lost that game. Rutgers has played really well. Um, mm-hmm. We can start with them, I guess. They're probably one of the hottest teams of the Big Ten, probably my biggest mover. Um, they're playing really good defense. They're shooting it a little better, um, kind of come to life. Um, they're setting up more for next year with what they've got. You know, coming in um, recruiting wise, like the number three recruiting class in the country, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two top five players um, on on their team coming in. Um, Maryland, they're one of my biggest fallers. They we thought you know going into the season they were going to be a top five team in the Big Ten. Can't score the basketball. Can't score. Um, Good defensive team. We saw it at Michigan State, but they can't. They can't. So they got two guys that can score. That's it. Yeah, I mean they're they're not very good. I'm sorry. No, I dropped I dropped them in my power pull to below that potential line of of teams that could get in the tournament, and I have no it. At, I've got it at seven, maybe six, likely seven, maybe out of the Big Ten now. Yeah, I mean I had it at eight, likely you know eight with a chance, and I that teams without a chance unless one of these teams runs it in mini in March ain't gonna happen. Because that includes Michigan, who I've dead last. Although last week they beat Wisconsin, nice win for them, and then they got absolutely curb stomped at Nebraska, and they're getting curb stomped, I believe, again tonight by Illinois. They're, yeah, they're just, just a bad basketball team. Poor they caught coach. Wisconsin in a in a major. Well, Wisconsin rut. went about. I think they went four for twenty five from three, and they're yeah, they've not been open. They've been <laughs> not shooting the ball very well lately, and lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State, uh, 13th, terrible. you know, like Ryan's been saying for a while, and I didn't necessarily agree that Holman might be on the hot seat. I don't know. I mean, they're not good. They're not very good. They've, and they've, got, some, they've got some decent talent. Yeah, yeah they, they got a big one they tonight have, against Wisconsin. They have Wisconsin. a very talented roster. They have. Um, it's kind of embarrassing. Just, there's no cohesion there. Penn State, I've, I've said all along, I, I like Penn State. I'm not thrilled to play them tomorrow night at Penn no. State. We don't play Tough well game. there. Um Michigan State sucks on the road anyway, but I, I I like Penn State's team. I just don't know that they've got the cohesion. Maybe they're a year away, but I, I like their pieces and parts. Um, Rutgers, Ryan talked about, they've been playing well lately. Playing well. Indiana uh, got absolutely Woodson, his butt's getting a little trashed hot. by Purdue. Um, there. Yeah, I mean, they're not very good. Now they don't have Xavier Johnson. That hurts them a little bit, clearly. I don't but, know how much of a difference that But is. I don't – I mean, against Purdue, it wasn't going to make a difference. And the thing is, is, they have some size to match up with them, too, and it didn't work. Iowa, they're one of those teams, like, every year they can score. Like, they were down, what, 20 against Minnesota the other day and came back and won. I mean, just like Michigan State last year, they can do it, but they don't play a lick of defense. Yeah. They're a team that could get hot in many. I think out of that group, you know – Iowa, maybe Penn State has a chance, or maybe a, a Maryland. I was an enigma. I mean, yeah, they, but they're like fourteen and ten, right? Like they're just not. They're yeah, not. They can't great. play defense, you know. And then I had Maryland at eight, and yeah. you know, any of those are really minus probably Michigan are interchangeable eight to thirteen, honestly, week over week. Um, Minnesota, I have in that kind of bubble spot at seven. You know, they had a huge win over Michigan State last week Tuesday. We'll talk about that more in the state of state. Um, 
But then, who did they lose? Oh, Iowa. They blew a huge lead with yes. Garcia on the bench um, because he was hurt. Yep. And clearly that made the difference because they blew a 20-point lead and they lost that game. But Minnesota, I think, still they're one of those teams that can make a run in mini. They, they've got kind of a sneaky good squad, and Ben Johnson's done a really good job there. Yeah, he's, he is. Um, Nebraska, you know, they are definitely the Jekyll and Hyde home and away. They are hard to beat at home. They I turned it on the other night. It was thirty to ten, and then it was forty three to ten. It was oh. like against Michigan. I mean, they they got guys can shoot. They're actually fun to watch. They've they've got an offense yeah, with some back cutting. Is really fun. They can shoot the three, but they don't they don't really force dumb shots. They don't particularly rebound or I play Tolmanaga as much anymore. He doesn't do it. No, and he's got range though. So you know, I've got them. I, I Michigan State. Look, they split last week. They really should have gone two and zero. They got a huge win against Illinois, a must-win against Illinois. I still think Michigan State's probably one of the two or three best teams in the Big Ten. They just need to they need to prove it the rest of the way because they've been wildly inconsistent. And what you saw Saturday, you could see the same thing too. Like two, you don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get Tuesday Michigan State that scores 56 points and blows the lead because AJ Hogard played with his head square up his ass, or do you get great Michigan State that beats a top ten team? And looks like they could be a second weekend team. Looks like they could be a second weekend team. And lo and behold, A.J. Hogard decides to play defense. And aside from missing eight really bad shots, makes a lot of free throws and plays well and helps carry Michigan State to a victory. Like, which one are you going to get? That's why I that's why I said last week in my podium, I, I hate this team. Like, they're my least favorite Jekyll Izzo team because they're too inconsistent. I have It wouldn't surprise me if they go 0-2 this week. Wouldn't surprise me if they go two and zero. I I just don't know what to expect. Northwestern still I like too. They're cohesive. Yeah, they're fun. They're good. You know, Bowie didn't play particularly well last weekend, but you know after they lost a couple of tight close games in a row, um, but some pieces and parts they're playing well. Ty Berry's out though right now with a knee injury. That yeah, I don't know that if could hurt them. If it's depends on if it's serious or go not. On for a while. Wisconsin has fallen by the wayside. They got a big game to try to get it right tonight. Lost Ohio. Or, I mean, they lost four games in a row. Um, you yeah, know, yes, winning on the road talk is tough. About a, talk about a free fall. I, I mean, they don't even look like the same team. No, they don't. They haven't. They can't score. They were scoring it well. Now they can't score on their defense. Their defensive rebound uncharacteristically dry bad defense and yeah. turning the ball over left and right. It, it, it just it looks like they ran out of momentum and they're like, man, like what do we do? It looks like that they rely on the three point shot as a lot of teams do. They're not not too much, but they rely on it pretty decently with like Klesmit and some of those guys. And if the if the three ball is not falling, we've seen it with Michigan State early in the season. I mean, they went one for 20 and they lost to James Madison as a result. Like if if you're taking a lot of them and they're not going, like reset. Just go back to the swing offense there and, and get the ball inside to Crowell, who's a good post player. Or, you know, let Wall work the paint even a little bit or something. Like th- these teams that don't adjust off of the three ball when it's going south is like Michigan State finally kind of did that at the beginning of the season. They stopped taking 20 a game and started to take more like the other day, I think, against Illinois. They only took eight or yeah, nine. Yeah, they're five, they're for, five eight. for eight, you know, and that's there's nothing Scored wrong with 42 that. Dominate the paint game. first, then shoot the three, especially if you're not shooting the ball very well. Michigan State had not been shooting the ball as well of late, and they decided we're going to dominate the paint against Illinois, and that's what they did. So I don't understand why Wisconsin's not doing that. Guard's a better coach than that. I still yeah. think Wisconsin can be a tough out. Um, depending on the matchup, but they've got to they've got to find their mojo mojo on offense, and they've got to start playing some Wisconsin defense again. I still think Illinois is the second best team. I think they're super talented. 
you know, when Hawkins is out there, he can guard five spots. Um, you know, they've got a nice balance and mix of guys that can score and shoot the ball a little bit. I mean, they scored 80 points against Michigan State. Yeah, they one, can score. One of the better defensive teams. So, And then Purdue is whatever. They're Purdue. Um, you know, I think I might have mentioned this last week. I got into it on TikTok a couple weeks ago with some numbnut Purdue guy about – whether Edie sits in the paint, I actually fell asleep the time, the amount of times I was counting that he was camping in the paint against Indiana the other night. He just, trust me, he does it. He does it a lot during the game. Um, it produces hard to beat when you can't move him out of the paint. Uh, and they got guys like Smith who's playing really well, turns the ball over a fair amount, but actually he got really hot against Indiana. Um, and, you know, they're kind of rounding into form. Still wouldn't surprise me if they've got to rely on the ref so that they don't make it out of the first weekend again. So. We shall see. Yeah, college basketball large. Um, Kansas is kind of free falling. Had um, a big win against Baylor. Then they turn around and lose to yeah. Tech by a lot. Twenty nine. Yeah, scored fifty points. It's like I, just winning on the road in college basketball this year is the hardest ever been. I think that I saw a stat the other day in the Big Ten, uh, something like thirty one or so more road losses this year than last year in the Big Ten alone. Like, it's really, really hard. So, you know, we ripped Michigan State for not being able to win on the road. That's because they've blown games on the road. Not that other teams haven't. But it is. It's exceeding. I mean, the amount of top ten teams that have lost this year it's, in basketball. It's insane. I mean, Michigan State has a couple of top ten wins this year in basketball. And, you know, also was a top ten team that lost. So it's 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 crazy. It, it really, truly is crazy. So, um, before we move on in, in basketball – Spot one in Big Ten Power Rankings are presented by Norris Sports Group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30-plus years of experience in sports sponsorship and much more. Learn more about them today at norrissportsgroup.com. All right, time for the weekly Ken Palm Review. Again, teams in the top 40 on offense, top 22 on defense, have won the Natty every year since Ken Palm, which is 2002. So this is the 23rd season, 23rd season of that, 22nd, I guess, they didn't play in the COVID year. So who falls into that categories of today? Not much change from last week. Nobody moved in. One moved out like a rock. Uh, Kansas dropped. They were 17-0, 19-D. They, went to, they actually improved a little bit on defense, but they dropped all the way to 46th on offense. Yikes, guys. Um, scoring 50 will do yeah, that. Yeah, scoring 50 will do that to you. So uh, that just shows you how up-to-date the Ken Palm metrics are. But so in – Purdue, two on offense, 13 defense. UConn, three on offense, 16 defense. Arizona, four on offense, 14 defense. Tennessee, 15 on offense, seven on defense. Starting to get into teams that are a little bit better on defense. Houston, 16 offense, number one on defense. They had dropped a little bit on defense, but they're back to number one. Auburn, 17 on offense, four on defense. Marquette moved up quite a bit this week. 21 on offense, 15 on defense, and Michigan State still hanging in there. 26 on offense, 22nd on defense, so right on the cusp. North Carolina, 27 on offense, 6 on defense, and they're in a little bit of a battle yeah, with Syracuse right tonight. Uh, again, I'll do a couple of don't, don't count them outs. Uh, BYU, 9 on offense, 24 defense, so they're right on the cusp. Illinois, 6 and 31, so 6 on offense, 31 on defense. They're not falling. Speaking of Illinois. 77-46 with 10 minutes to go. Wow. Duke, 8th on offense, 28th on defense. Watched them last night. Uh, they don't impress me that much. Michigan State should have beaten them earlier. Yeah, I don't year, think they're unbeatable. Creighton are right there, too. 22 on offense, 26 on defense. Um, I still have San Diego State in there, but I didn't actually check that metric, so I'm going to wipe them for the week. But 
um, yeah, a lot of fun things to be going on in college hoops. Uh, it's going to be wild and crazy. And I mean, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams currently. You know, if you play by those rules that have a chance to win, you know, fair. That's probably pretty fair that the national champion could come out of those teams. But um, there's a lot of basketball to be played. And it'll be really interesting when they get to neutral sites. How will the top 10 teams type teams fare in neutral games as opposed to roadies? Because the road has been an absolute kryptonite for teams this year across the board. Um, minus like Gonzaga over the weekend beat Kentucky at Kentucky. And Kentucky is one of those teams like they're like, would you say, Ryan, somebody compared them to Iowa? Great offense. Yeah, they said they're a rich man's Iowa. Their defense it's is garbage. So bad. So bad. That would be how many? What, be, and and you know because would, if you if your offense goes quiet like Wisconsin's and you can't hang your hat on defense, that's why Wisconsin's on a four game losing. Well, here's the thing: how many years would that put Cal in the hot seat? Because that would be 2020. They missed the tournament. 2021, they lost to a 15. Last year, they lost in the second round to Kansas State. And then this year, right? They'll make the second weekend. Yep. Uh oh. Yeah. Totally. Any more hoops? Uh, no, um, I still think that UConn and Purdue are kind of the best. I think UConn's the best team. Purdue is the best in air quotations. I don't know if they will be in March, but UConn I think is definitely the best. It's just it's a wide open race, saying and beating it like a dead horse. But good lord, it is um, fun mid major teams to watch. Um, if you haven't gotten the chance, um, Dayton they're really good. They got a six ten four man that's going to be in the NBA. Um, Deron Holmes' name. Um, Florida Atlantic's really good. Indiana State's, I think they're tied now, but it, they're they're really fun to watch. It, we Mar- saw them in person. St. Mary's is actually a really good team. Um, Gonzaga's not dead yet. Nope. Um, Utah State's good, really good. Colorado State, San Diego State. The whole, the Mountain West is a great conference. They're going to probably get five or six in the tournament. Um, how about this one? Grand Canyon, 13 AP votes, and they're in the wet and the whack. Wow. They're really good. That, that's the old a, fighting Dan Marley. That's going to be a team you don't want to play in March. Um, UNC Wilmington, another team you wouldn't want to play in March. Um, coming up quick, folks. Um, how many days away is that? Let me count on my trusty calendar here. So we got one, two. Should be like 31 four, to selection. 33 Sunday. days. 33, yeah. Nice. Coming up real fast. Almost the halfway point of February um, after tomorrow. So. Yeah, we get that extra day this this month, yep. so take advantage of it. All right. I think that's all I have. Um, we're going to move on to mailbag. Yeah, a little spot to HodgePodge mailbag. I stuffed the mailbag with some questions this week. We didn't get any from uh, old boy Mitchapalooza. One from Chris, though. Let's look at a little Michigan State football. If Jonathan Smith beats Ohio State and Michigan in his first season, he's blank. A legend. <laughs> I mean, I has anybody it's... done it? I don't. Think so? No. D'Antonio didn't do it, right? No, he beat Mel, Michigan Mel his first season. Mel beat Michigan his first two seasons. Didn't beat Ohio State. Uh-uh. Uh, he won't. I, I'm sorry. Ohio State's gonna be the best team in the Big Ten. They better be because they bought Chip Kelly, which we'll get to here in a minute. Yeah, they I forgot they about that. they bought half of Alabama's roster. So yeah, legend. I would agree with that. All right. So speaking of that, thoughts on Chip Kelly leaving a head coaching gig at UCLA to take the Offensive coordinator gig after Bill O'Brien left for the Boston College what, job. Didn't I talk about this in the pod last week? How coaches are leaving because they don't want to do the all the work. Well, he left yeah. for a job where he doesn't have to do more a lot of work. 
Yeah, and he doesn't have the scrutiny, right? Like Ryan Day is maybe finally figuring out that he should be the CEO and not the OC. Where does that put Hartline? He was the OC before. Yeah, you wonder if that would anger him. I mean, he'd obviously probably be okay with it. I don't I don't know. But he was the OC last year, so it's a step down for him. He's not going to make as much money as a receivers coach. Does he leave? You know, I don't know. Uh, is it a step for Chip Kelly to go somewhere else? Is it that he's just done with being a head coach and dealing with the recruiting and all the – not that you don't recruit as an office coordinator, but, like, is he done with kind of dealing with all the, you know, the CEO BS with NIL and everything, the the transfer portal? I think he found in a hurry that – the sports fans in LA are super apathetic when it comes to, you know, college sports minus maybe UCLA basketball, maybe, um, you know, and he's playing in a, a third full Rose bowl. So he's playing at the granddaddy of them all and half of it's tarp more than half of it's tarped yeah. off. Um, Embarrassing. he can, can't beat him, join him, right? Like he wasn't going to do anything as UCLA's coach with them moving to the big 10. So let's just go to Ohio state and, you know, he's a good offensive mind, so it'll be super interesting to see what happens there. But, yeah, that's kind of an indicator of, you know, guys just don't want to mess around with it anymore. Guys maybe that are getting a little bit later in their coaching career, maybe they're like, you know what, I'd rather just have the assistant job. And I've, I've thought all along, like, it's not bad to just be an assistant. Like, Ben Johnson decided not to chase the head coaching glory because yep. the job wasn't right. It's okay to be a really good sought-after offensive or defensive coordinator at – college or pro like there's nothing wrong with it not everybody's a head coach i mean we have good proof of that in rockford you know longtime varsity assistant ryan DeKuyper, great coach left twice to take on his own you know high school head coaching gigs and he just couldn't do it he just he just couldn't do it he couldn't even get to the season it's just it's a whole nother stress level it's okay to be an assistant coach like there's there's nothing wrong with it um you get less of the headache you get along with the players a little bit better than the head coach uh, you get less of the blame, um, you know, like uh, I, it's an interesting move. And I think Daub put it right. If Ohio State doesn't win the national championship, everybody should be fired and they should blow up their program because they, yeah. they did everything in their power to set themselves up yeah, to win. beat Michigan to, to win a national title. Um, Crazy. All right, switching gears to a golf question. Is the waste management as we know it done after the behavior issues this year? So for those who don't know, who don't follow golf, the Waste the waste Management Open, legendary um, in Scottsdale for the Coliseum, the 16th hole. It's a very, um, it's a it's a raucous crowd. It's, it's unlike any other PGA crowd. It's usually kind of somewhat corralled and contained yeah, over exuberance. Yeah, like Saturday, because the weather was kind of screwy, there were, there were less gate entry points and it just like let the inmates run basically. And they had a half a million people on the golf course. That's, That's insane. That's kind of their fault though. It is their fault. And it got out of control and they had to shut down the booze. Look, I think it, it's just kind of a circumstance. You know that that's a risk. Generally, it's not going to happen. It's the people's You know, open. players were a little bit more irritated than usual. Zach Johnson. I mean, Karen Johnson. I mean, Zach Johnson is an example. Actually, um, Oh, Horschel was was tired of it a little bit. He was more standing up for one of his his playing partners. The guys were talking during the swing. It's definitely a different environment. It's not for everybody. Zach Johnson couldn't take the heckler, you know, um, asking him, he comparing him to his coaching dad to something. I can't remember what it was. It was kind of funny about his Ryder Cup. Co- oh, he compared him to Urban Meyer. Um, 
Like, I think the players kind of had it a little bit. I think they'll dial it back. They'll look at it and go, all right, where do we need to be a little bit more on security? Because the 16th hole was a lot more tame on Sunday um, than than typical. So, and it was still packed, right? Um, But that said, I loved, we can talk about this more in golf too, but I loved Kiz and Smiley being stationed at the 16th hole. Like, if Kiz doesn't get the NBC gig, they're dumb because he's great. He's, He's awesome. Um, all right, here's a question. I was going to talk about this in the podium until I decided to honor Michigan State with it. Should the Monday after the Super Bowl be a national holiday? Only if your team wins. I think, won. I think it should be a national holiday. Here's why. Like, look, that game God. starts at 6.30, which is really 6.40, and you got an extra long halftime, and this game went to overtime. And the game alone, and I turned it off because I didn't want to see any more Taylor Swift and her devil-worshipping friends that were in the stands with her. I didn't want to see any more of that, and so I didn't even watch the post-game. Like, if you watch All In, and we didn't watch pregame either because of the extra national anthem, which is absolute horse shit as well. I'm sorry, I'm going to say that right now. Like, we're America. We have one anthem. You don't. You want to, in, in NFL, have end racism in your end zones? How about you don't single out a race then with their own national anthem? And I think every TikTok I saw agreed. Uh, in a just an idiotic move by the NFL, but whatever on the political scale. Um, but you know, that game is like it's a five hour affair, and you got Super Bowl parties, and people got to go to work the next day. Yeah, President's Day coming up next weekend, next week, only half of like banks and government get that off anyway, really. Um, schools use it to their advantage for midwinter break, but why not just give them the Monday after the Super Bowl? Like, all the schools can do their midwinter break around Super Bowl weekend. And it could just be a big party weekend for everybody. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, we used to, uh, when I worked at Amway, we actually got to vote on our floating holidays. It didn't make it in every year, but there were years that you could pick That's the cool. Monday after as a floating holiday. That's cool. That's which a is good idea. Cool Instead of doing like, like, I don't know, like the 3rd of July when it's on a Thursday or something right. like that. Like, right. that's That's awesome. Um, yeah, and by then you're kind of ready, right? Like you haven't had a break since Christmas, New Year's. Your balls to the wall at work for the first six weeks of the year. Why not? Just give us an extra day yeah, off. There's no weekend. Nor, most normal companies don't get any days off until Memorial Day. Right, so. right, exactly. Because some companies will give you Good Friday. Some, again, banks MLK. and government will give you MLK or President's Day, but not many, not the masses, not the norm. So, um. All right, we're going to go off. This is probably more like an old school when I wrote the sprint question, sprint question, and I gave Ryan a little bit of a heads up on this one. What is the best song released in your birth year? 1999. I looked, there weren't a lot of songs that I really like or um, thought were great. Care to hit your wagon too? But mine, the two that stood out to me most was Still Dre by Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop Dogg, and then one of my favorites when I was a little kid, classic Mambo Number no. 5. That was like the most popular song that year, funny. I think. All right, I was a little bit luckier. I have I had a toss-up between Piano Man by Billy Joel and Dream On by Aerosmith. And then, I mean, I even had other songs like Radar Love in there by Golden Earring. I mean, there's a lot of good songs from 1973. So songs that are turning 51 this year. Talk about crazy for that. All right, and the last hodgepodge meal bag question Tiger's new brand, fire or? Oh, eh. it's complete fire. I, I love it. It's outside the box. 
it's sweet. I want one of those sweatshirts. Probably be like a hundred and fifty bucks. Is it like the bucks, tiger print, tiger yeah, looking logo kind of, or yeah, whatever? It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I want to get get a hat or something. Sun, not Sunday. Sunday red is what it's called, right? Yeah. Not the not Sunday the day. No, Sunday sun red. Space day red. That's pretty sweet. I I honestly haven't looked that much at it. I just saw a red shirt with the tiger logo, and I'm just pretty you're sweet. so used to seeing. Nike, I mean, flipping the, because TaylorMade is Adidas, right? So, like, to see him in Adidas, that's pretty crazy. That's like Michael Jordan going from wearing Jordans to Converse or Jordans yeah, to Adidas or day. or Jordans to, you know, Chuck Taylors or something. It's yeah. kind of crazy. But, yeah, and Tiger's playing this weekend. So Yeah, well, speaking of Tiger. Speaking of which. Hey, guess what? Tiger uh, Tiger's baseball spring training starts this week. Oh, man, that's right. It is spring training. Tiger's going to be a good squad. Actually, might be fun. Could compete in the. Man, I remember when I was a kid, and I just I would I would have been able to tell you spring training, and I would listen to you know when Ernie and Paul would broadcast the games from Lakeland. Like I would listen to the spring training games, and my dad's oldest brother like did a Tigers fantasy camp once and got to dress in full uniform and you know as a fan and like I, I I wish. I wish baseball could get back to what it was for me as a kid in in the eighties and nineties. It's just it's a different game. I don't know. I maybe if the Tigers, maybe I, for a while when the Tigers were really good, I kind of got more into it and watched them. But I haven't watched a game in the summer in years. I really no, haven't. We don't have Bally, but I mean, and listen on the radio when I was a kid. Like I would in Indianapolis, I could catch WJR at night, and I would fall asleep listening to the Tigers. And uh, I mean, it was fun. I knew all the players. Uh, I could still recite the lineups, and you know. So hopefully, we'll we'll see. We'll get there. Uh, you know, and. We'll throw in there in a hodgepodge too. Uh, Red Wings, they're they're making a push for the playoffs. Yeah, they had push. a nice win over Vancouver. They've got a kind of a good West Coast or West Can- West Canada road trip this week against some good teams like Calgary, yeah. Vancouver, Edmonton. So it's a chance to continue to build their playoff their playoff um, mojo, I guess, if yeah. you will. All right, moving to golf. Waste management recap. It was unfortunate that it. Because of weather delays and stuff, it butted so far up against the Super Nick Bowl. Taylor. Um, yeah, Nick Taylor. Yeah, Nick Taylor. I was I was rooting for Hoffman. I'll say just because he's a waste management spokesperson. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been since like sixteen that he won. Um, but I mean, it wasn't. Any, he, he didn't choke. Taylor went three birdies in the last three holes, right? To or in the last four holes to get in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like t- good for him. Man. And actually, He's... had to overcome on the first playoff hole a not a very good drive compared to Hoffman in the second playoff hole. Hoffman put in the church pews. And then had a much longer this, birdie putt. He's good, man. He's, so, yeah. he's kind of he, he's played a lot of good. It's golf. kind of his home away from Canada. It's where he settled, so he's a little yeah, bit of a I local like his favorite. Game. I mean, th- this was a heck of a, a leaderboard. I mean, Scotty's up there. Sam Burns is up there. Justin was JT up there. was there. Speed was Spieth up there for a little bit. Um, it, this was a, a whale of a tournament. It's a fun course because you know there's some shorty par fours with water. You can get in trouble, but you can also fun get par it. Threes. Right? Yeah. yeah, like you can. I mean, obviously, people scored 21, 22 under. No hole in ones. Won. I don't think on sixteen. No, this year. some close, but um, that was fun. The, getting to the um are, smiley and and kiss thing. I, th- they should do that. They, those two are unbelievable together. That was they fun. really are. They were. Yeah. Those. They're just. They're funny. They know their stuff. They're mm-hmm. friends with the guys that are already playing, so they, they have insights. Yep. Um, they'll tell they'll give you in layman's terms if you don't know it too, if you don't know golf as well. Um, they're and they're just fun, fun to listen to. I hope that they they keep. I, Smiley's been on it for a while, but hopefully they keep kids. But I want to see kids play a little bit because he's fun to watch. Yeah, he is fun to watch play. Um, 
So how do we? I had to make Lucas, an emergency pick because yeah, Lucas Glover misread his email and like no showed his tea time. So I Ryan let me switch. I switched to Scheffler. Yeah, my, well, gobble this one. Your guys combined eighth to Gallon Scheffler. My guys combined sixth. Scheffler and Burns tied both tied for third. Oh really? Burnsy finished ahead of Thigala. Nice. Yep. Um, so good weekend by both of us brings us to. Uh, the Genesis at Tiger Riviera Woods playing one, this Tiger Woods event. Um, yeah. Genesis at Riviera, one of the uh, most beautiful golf courses, just in LA. Um, lots of elevation changes. Kind of George Wright, he's the creator of the course. He's the same guy that created LA Country Club, where the U.S. Open was. Last I wonder year. what the rain. I mean, they had last week the same storm that gave like Phoenix forty-five degree weather and tons of rain. I mean, L.A. had as much rain in two days as they get in a typical year because of, like, the Pacific, you know, river or whatever they call it, the atmospheric river. Um, I haven't heard that the course is in bad shape, but it was also really windy and stuff. So I would imagine they've had a little time to dry it out and such. Yeah, but. Let's look at the weather. It's in Pacific Palisades, California. It just sounds cool. It's like in a neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, some famous people play there. Very, sure. Yeah, it's very lucrative. Uh, this week, uh, Thursday, 63 and sunny, Friday, 64 and sunny, Saturday, 62 and sunny, and Sunday, uh, 62 and a slight chance of rain. So pretty decent yeah, weather. Pretty decent weather, yeah. yeah. Good golf weather. Not too hot, not too cold. Um, but yeah, Tiger's making this return. Um, should be fun. Um, he Rory, he hasn't played in a while. He's yeah, playing. Yeah, Rory's is playing. It's a it's an elevating event. So Homa, that he won it last year. Yeah, well, but, no, like my picks are Homa and JT. Um Home is a he's a homegrown kid, LA kid. So, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Burns because he's been playing pretty well anyway, and he played well last week. And I'm gonna go with another guy who actually played well last week, Cameron Young. All right, I like it. He's he's due to win. He hasn't won yet on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a matter of time yep. for him. But yeah, def- there's that. I think it's number ten. Um, at Riviera, it's the short, yeah, the short part, part four that's four. elevated. The, one of the best holes in on the it's, tour. It's one of those that you can get a eagle try or a birdie, or you can take a six. It's it's very much like what is it fifteen? Yeah, fifteen. The par five at TPC Scottsdale, where it's like it's a two shotter, but you could take a three or you can take a seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of depends on your balance, how mm-hmm. you play it. Or like we saw, uh, was it number was that eighteen when Scotty actually the last he put it off the green? Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was crazy. And that doesn't happen too often to those guys. Does not happen that's, very that, often. That, that Into a me, sand trap. That made me feel good about myself. Yeah, that that looked funny. a lot like us. So now here's a golf one for you that I saw. So I don't watch live at all. Apparently they had a tournament DJ in Vegas one this weekend. This DJ week. one. Uh, the only thing that caught my eye was that Rom and his caddy were throwing a fit about camera phones and noise and whatever and remember that the theme for l for live the the tagline is golf but louder um john that's what you get for selling your soul to the devil and taking all that money and you can say it was more than the money you played all the things that you ripped on you played in and and then you complain about the people i'm sorry you went and took however many hundred of millions of dollars to go play there you don't get to complain anymore you saudis got you by the short and curlies you just shut up and put up. That's what I got to say to you, Rom. Like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear you complaining because the only place that that doesn't really play out in the PGA Tour, you could choose not to play, and that is the uh, waste management, unless it's an elevated event. So, um, Speaking of golf, too, 
a little disappointed in the West Michigan Golf Show this year. It was like half the size. Most of our local courses weren't there. The deals were, eh. I did get three golf clubs for the season for a pretty good price. Yeah, no, the golf show was poop. Yeah, it was just, the worst it, I've ever seen. Yeah, it just wasn't. It just wasn't all that good. So it's small. It's just yeah, like, no, like you know, in Michigan in the winter, you want to like see some Florida courses. Like get get the Florida, yeah, like or like South Carolina, Orlando, like, or, or Myrtle Beach. Or, yeah, they used to have. I remember two yeah. years ago, they I, probably just didn't get any I action. Still, I still get emails from travel agencies in Florida. It said you signed up in twenty twenty two one or whatever twenty twenty two. Yeah, it sucks, but whatever. Hopefully, I can improve. It. There weren't even a ton of courses around here that were worth a. Crash. No, I saw some. I saw some post-show specials. From yeah, from like the mines and stuff. and stuff that weren't there. But yeah, interesting. All right, now a word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty, will help you find the home that fits your wants and needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for thirty plus years in the West Michigan area, and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com, our faithful three-year title sponsor. All right, spot number four, State of State. Any football you got? Signing day was last week. Got no, a kicker. No surprises, really. Um, Three guys, right? A t- kicker, a tackle, and a receiver. Receiver, yep. Yeah, um, yeah we're, uh, should be fun. Prairie A&M's on the schedule for next year. That's our last game, so we're at least going to go one and eleven. <laughs> That'll uh, be better than that. But. That's good. No, five and they a half. They went six and six on the FCS. They weren't that bad. There was a time when I was young that they lost like sixty some games in a row. Five, five, uh, five and a half. The over under on FanDuel. I go over. I, I, I think seven and five is very, yeah, I think very attainable for Michigan State. Uh, but no, uh, like what. Coach Smith is doing. Um, I think it's going to be a fun season for the Spartans. So before we get into basketball, because we got plenty to talk about with basketball, a little shout-out to MSU Hockey. They currently have a three-game yeah, win streak against Michigan. Down the road, huh? First time they've had a, a win streak against Michigan since, like, 2016. Uh, they are atop the Big Ten by, I think, some said five. I think it's four points. Uh Wisconsin does have a game in hand. It's probably going to come down to the last series of the year, which is at Wisconsin. I think Michigan State only has four games left. They think they have this yeah, weekend Ohio, off. Wisconsin and Ohio State, I think. Yeah, Ohio finish. State at home next weekend. They have the kind of a bye weekend this weekend. And then Wisconsin, uh, Michigan State pairwise is number six. So they're virtually a lock to make their first NCAA tournament since 2012. Uh, I saw the other day Boston College is ranked number one. The last time Michigan State won the national title was in 2008. They beat Boston maybe. College. Maybe, maybe, but won 5-1 to one in Ann Arbor. And then they've actually won two games in a row in Ann Arbor for the first time in forever. Yeah. And then won the the D whatever trophy. I can't remember what, what they were called. Whatever, the, um, the something the D D rail or D something. I don't, I don't know, but, um, and that was a great, that was actually a really good hockey game. Three to two. Uh, fun to watch. I remember that I was on in second period and I watched the last two periods and it's been a long time since I watched that much of a college hockey game. And Michigan state's a fun team to watch. They're the youngest team in the NCAA. Their goalie was the second round pick by the red wings. He's 18 versus Michigan's goalie <laughs> was 25 older than Ryan. Um, guys like six one and he's he's really good, um, you know. So that was that was fun to watch. Basketball was another one of those weeks. Tuesday, I was ready. Great to, first I was half. ready to never watch Michigan State again. We'll sum this up. Great first half. Tyson Walker goes down and and pretty heavily aggravates the groin injury he's been dealing with, and AJ Hogard decides 
I'm going to play like one on five ball. for the next three minutes. He took five god awful shots. He turned the ball over. Well, let's put it this way: he had five assists, no turnovers, no shots in the first half. He had four points, all on free throws, I believe, um, on one for five shooting and no assists in like three turnovers in the second half. Uh, he lost Michigan State that game. There's a reason why he's my least favorite Michigan State player ever, um, and that's including what I saw on on Sunday because or Saturday against Illinois because he was still five for thirteen shooting. That's that's about five too many shots. Um, yes, did he come up big? Yes. Did he make free throws? Yes. Did he make better decisions? Yes. Did he play defense for the first time really yes. all season? Yes. And that's the AJ Michigan State's going to need and the one that I'm going to have to live with. But that's the only way I can live with him is if he does that and not just at his own will. Um, Can't keep turning he, it off and on. He flat out, you know, Holloman didn't play very well. Hall had probably his worst game since the Northwestern game against Minnesota. You know, Walker got dinged up again. It wasn't a great game for Michigan State. Minnesota's tough on the road. I get all those things. Not a game Michigan State should have lost. Um, and it's 100% because AJ and Tom called him out on it in the press conference. Maybe they had a couple. I read an article today. They had one of the worst team meetings and worst practices ever for two days straight after that Minnesota game. Maybe that got him right. Um, Hall certainly woke back up. He's, oh he's been great. I, I've got no. I mean, it's okay to have a occasional bad. Yeah, I mean, teams are keen on him and whatever. Michigan State has really no other good. post game, right? Because Kohler, Kohler's not good. Still, is not that great. Cooper is what he is, right? Like he's great at getting rebounds. He's dunker a, can dunk. He can protect the rim a little bit. Sissoko, he should should not be playing. He's he had to have been he's minus. Un, he's, he's he had un, to have been minus against he, Illinois. He has become unplayable. He yeah. fouls. He can't catch passes. He travels. He doesn't play defense. He sets moving screens. He misses assignments. Yeah, I get it. like he's a he's a great guy. What he's doing is great. He's got a great story. Can't play basketball. He's not a Big Ten basketball player. He's not. Yeah. He should not be playing more than seven or eight minutes a game off the bench to provide depth and foul tr- fouls against Zach Eady. And the thing is, is had, if Tom went to the portal or Tom recruited a big guy that wasn't a project, Cooper is a perfect come off the great, bench, great backup guy player. or. Give you minutes if there's foul trouble, guy. But Cooper is backing up Sissoko, who's horrible, and Kohler, who's just not—he just doesn't have the speed and athleticism. He's got some footwork and skills on offense. Yeah, I'll give you He's that. He's a decent but, rebounder for you know a decent rebounder. But you know, again, Booker doesn't play. He he was our best plus minus guy against Minnesota, and he didn't play against Illinois. Car played a little more against Illinois, but still not enough, I don't think. Um, I just Aikens my, is playing a little better. Yeah, Aikens and Aikens was playing well against Minnesota. And when, you know, I, I say this, when this lineup is on the floor, when you've got Aikens, Walker, Hogard, Hall, and then whoever the big guy is, Kohler, Cooper, Mahdi, it should go one Walker, two Hall, three, three Aikens, you know, four, a distant four, AJ, five, the center. And if Kohler, I would say five AJ against Minnesota, AJ was one, two, three, four, five. And while Aikens was red hot, yeah, he's why they lost. And I'll give him credit. He's also why Michigan State, a big part of why they won. I mean, it was the three seniors all together, honestly. Um, Walker, uncharacteristically, he's not been a very good free throw shooter this year, which is garbage because he's such a sweet shooter. 
but like talk about consistency 35 36 games in a row with double figures now pretty unbelievable um like i've seen some of the best in person at michigan state at scoring respert you know um we watched kalen lucas for his four years like there, there are some really good names on there smitty uh i mean walker is flat out a dude like he can score and Imagine if he actually was shooting 80-plus percent from the free-throw line instead of 68% or whatever He'd it is. He'd be 24. He, he would. And <laughs> here's the funny thing is, is it was reunion Sunday. I loved it. Cleves was wearing a Smitty jersey. Um, Smitty grabbed Tyson after the Illinois win and shot free-throws with him. And Tyson, by the way, made 96 out of 100 free-throws. So translate that to the game. But how cool is that, that Steve Smith, Michigan State legend, Took the time to pull to pull another player and say, "Hey, look, this is going to be important for you this year." Down coming down the stretch, I'll rebound for you. Like where I mean, I, I'm sure it happens elsewhere, but like, does it? Does that happen like it does at Michigan State? Pretty cool. We have all those guys back. It's pretty. It is very cool. So, I know Mona likes the grades uh, for the week. I'll give Aikens an A. He played two, yeah, he was two good, good games. Hall, A minus. A minus because the Minnesota game was a dud. Sissoko, F. Yeah. Cooper, B. Yeah, B. B minus. I mean, C. Yeah. Walker, I'd give him a B plus. He needs to make it free throws. Hogard, if you. C. He was an F against Minnesota. And he was I'll an give a him a C plus because he, he made some key plays to beat. I don't know. If he didn't make those plays, I don't know if we win. Yeah, down game. eight with, you know, five, six minutes to go and they, he, and they he win. He played well. You know. Um, Carr incomplete, Booker incomplete. Carr both incomplete, but both played decent. Holland C minus. He was yes. Holland has been a little bit of a funk. He's got a lot on his shoulders with fears out, and you know, and not having fears is starting to kind of bite Michigan State a little bit because with fears, Izzo could have and probably would have quickly pulled Hogard against Minnesota and swapped out fears and then changed things up, but he couldn't. He was not in a position where he could do that. And here's the thing, Valenti talked about this. Like, you have timeouts, and Ryan and I talk about this. You have timeouts for a reason. Freaking call them to quell these runs. Like, I get a little yeah. bit tired of sitting on all those timeouts till the end of the game. Yeah. They don't that carry over on cell phone units, Tom. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right anything else on hoops? No, let's on real quick do Super Bowl. Um, really good game. It was, I mean, in terms of competitiveness, it was not that fun to watch. It was very yeah, it was meh. slow-moving defensive battle, um, some big plays, but of course, Kansas City in the end just comes. I, I literally said that to my friends. I said, I guarantee you in the end, Kansas City is going to find a way to win this because they're just because they're Kansas City. And that's what happened. They're turning into the Patriots. They are. Yeah, there was some, and they did it a different way this year. Their defense was better. You know, there was some confusion after the fact. Did San Francisco know the new rules for overtime? I mean, how could you not? The referee only said it <laughs> right how there. How could you not know that? I, I tend to go with what Romo said was, you know, San Francisco's defense was tired, so they wanted to put the offense out there first. Personally, I would have gone defense first like you do in college. Yeah, that's how I uh, You doing. know, knowing that you're going to get a possession, what do you, yeah, you're gonna what do you need to, you're gonna do, to do? It might change what you do a little bit. Um, I, you know, love him, hate him, or whatever. Mahomes is a winner. He's, like the, he's the, very he, good. He makes plays. Um, I, I'm tired of him. I think whatever for all the different reasons I've talked about before. But the dude, not because he's a winner, because he is a winner. He's he's a great quarterback, and at a young age, um, I'm just more tired of the Chiefs because of Kelsey. Honestly, like Mahomes, I could take or leave. His wife's kind of a, you know, he whatever. Is. You know, after you watch the quarterback thing on Netflix, but. Like, he's a winner. He's a gamer. And the way he trains and the way he sees things and the way he leads, 
Um, you know, he didn't have the stud receivers this year than he usually does. And he found a way. He made plays with his feet. Um, you know, hats off to the Chiefs. I felt bad for the Niners. You know, they had a they played Kyle well. Shanahan's been a part of three Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they played well. You know, they they Debo Samuel gutted it out after he looked like he pulled a hammy. Juwan Jennings was a stud um, for them. Jennings, yeah. I mean, he was the first, only the second player in Super Bowl history to have pass for yes. and catch a touchdown. Yeah, C-Mac, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, yeah. It was the other. C-Mac one. was good. He was kind of dinged up too, though. Um, Kittle didn't do much of anything. Um, no, I think Kansas City kind of took him out, and then when he got hurt, that hurt their their pass blocking. Because here's the Purdy thing: he wasn't all Kelsey. I, I I I'm going to tell you, people rave about Kelsey as being the best tight end. He's not. He's a great pass catching tight end, no question. He didn't block. He's not that good of a blocker. Like I would take. Um, why is he? His name escaping me for the Lions. Laporta. Laporta. Laporta is a better blocker and an equally good pass catcher. And Kittle is an equally good pass catcher and a hell of a blocker. Like, yeah. Kittle absolutely destroyed Hutch oh, numerous wow. times when they played the Lions. So, um, yeah, I mean, great a whole overtime. Um, yeah, funny, there had only been like seven 50-yard-plus field goals in 57 yeah, previous years, and there were three oh, in that three, game. Sorry. And and. And Moody sets the record with a 55-yarder, and then Bucker beats it with a 57-yarder. Like, it's crazy. crazy. Um, you know, halftime show, eh, yeah, whatever. Commercials, it. eh. Not like, I get it. So I talked to younger people, and they're like, oh, yeah, Usher was great. I only knew one of his songs. Um, and, like, here's the thing. Like, don't pander to certain demographics, if you will. Like, 150 million plus people watch it and i guarantee a lot of them are in my demographic like i'm not saying you gotta wheel out aerosmith and van halen and whatever but like get somebody that can kind of cross the generations a little bit better like dr dre snoop dogg and eminem i think is the best one still prince was awesome several years ago like do better I just think do better. Halftime's too long anyway, so maybe make it more like a pregame show. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it takes the momentum out of the game anyway. Commercials, why they pre- preview them ahead of time, I think oh, is they were, They're horrid. They're I don't think they were that great. They used, commercials used to be used awesome. To be fun. They're I, terrible. I'm not a big fan of the like. I, none of them stood out to me as great. Maybe Chow with the yeah. Popeye's wings. I mean, the, the, I mean, the movie... You know, a trailer for like Twisters that looks awesome, yeah, looks but good. like nothing else looked good. I, but that looked good to the ladies because Glenn Powell's in it. So I want to watch it. Yeah, that looks I do awesome. Too, it does look good. Looks really good. Anything else? Uh, hats off to the Lions beat the Super Bowl champs. Just gonna put it out. Yeah, there. ipso facto, the Lions win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. Um, all right, uh, let's sprint it home. Um, best Super Bowl commercial. I know you can. I, I mean, it's hard to say because I just none of them. No, they were none of them stand out. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll go with this one. I thought the Kawasaki party. Yeah, I like that one with party the, in the yeah, back, with Stone Cold and the dog. Yeah, that was kind of that good. was I, actually pretty creative. That was probably my second favorite. I think the Popeyes one with Popeyes Chow, Chow was good. That was, was good. funny. Yeah. Um, I always like. I don't like Anheuser Busch, but the the Budweiser with the Clydesdales and the dog. No, always yeah, that was good. Always, those are yeah. always cute. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Bud, Bud Light definitely tried to make the play on uh, we're not woke and trans anymore uh, with their commercial. Liars. Uh-huh. Homemade French onion dip or store-bought? Homemade. Yeah, homemade. All day. Lipton, Lipton front, French onion soup. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, all day with ruffles. You can't have like no. it's got to be thick, no, you have unbreakable chips or the better made. Oh, better made, even better. Yeah, yeah Michigan, Michigan brand. Will Romo be replaced? See, I thought he was pretty good in the season. He's fine. I think he's got one more year. If he sucks, they'll get rid of him. Yeah, I don't think Maybe he was as much master. Look at Chris Collinsworth is he's worse. Trash. They should okay if they're gonna bring Brady to Fox. Put freaking Olsen on NBC. Yeah, that's fantastic. We talked about that. I Brady has not proven he's to me weirdo. that he can do it. He's like a, he's he's socially awkward. Yeah, I, I just I don't I just don't I just because of his that. name. Like I, I get it. Like he's he was in half the Super Bowl commercials too. Ugh, he bothers me. Yeah. Um. Would you would you want to would you pay money to sit in the in the arena at the waste management on sixteen? Oh heck yeah! Yeah, I think I would too. That'd yeah, just as a, I mean, the way that everybody like the buddy, it's almost like the Ryder Cup. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I would, I would do it. I wouldn't do it every year, but I'd do it once. I wouldn't drink like they do. I can't do that anymore. There's some pretty crazy videos of people, but yeah, there's crazy people. But that's it uh, for this week. Let us know what you want to hear next week. Um, probably start doing a little more. Uh, basketball, no more football, really, unless anyone has any topics. I think next week, maybe since we don't have actual football in our Michigan State, we can talk about the transfer portal, portal um, stats that that we wrote down. Yeah, for sure. Michigan oh, yeah. State. Our little review of the yeah. transfer portal. Um, we'll see you later, Mr. Ellis yeah. versus Welcome Back, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, fun. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Share with your friends. If you know anyone, that'd be good. If anyone would be interested in the sponsorship, also love that, too. Um Free golf. We can t- tell we you talk a lot about golf. We can free, use a golf free apparel. Well, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, did, um, we, we're willing to maybe, do it. Maybe we could make stickers if someone gives us money. We could hand them out like computer stickers, phone stickers. You know, we, yeah. we, the, the the sky's the limit. Ryan made the logo, so good yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. Appreciate All right. Meantime, it. in honor of a great Super Bowl, how the 49ers must feel afterwards and related to life in general. As Jalen Hurts said last year after the Super Bowl, the beautiful part is we experience different agony in life, and we decide how we want to move forward, how we want to learn. My only direction is to rise.